You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Well, we roll along here. A lot of Yankees conversation. We'll get into the NFL. Of course, the Giants. I mean, New York football, baby. Something else now, huh? Giants at 5-1. and one, Jets at 4-2, and two, both with imminently winnable games. Jets are now favored to go into Denver and beat the Broncos. Giants somehow a three-point underdog. And I will tell you, we'll get back to the baseball in a moment. And if you want to get involved in the baseball, do it now because we're going to switch over at 1030. 1-800-919-3776. If I watch this Giants game tomorrow, and I have Evan Engram having huge catches in key moments where he hangs on to the football, I'm going to lose my mind. This is a guy that dropped more balls than you could possibly imagine during his tenure with the Giants. Like, huge moments. Huge moments. I remember a game against Philadelphia. Wide open, left side, catches it, game over, drops it, Giants lose. This guy was, a, I mean, and, and I think a good man, but a, a, a disaster at tight end for the Giants. If he goes out and makes plays tomorrow, I would not be a happy guy. All right, let's, uh, let's get back to the Yankees. So here we are. You can go in a different direction, a couple different directions, I think. You can, you can be despondent of we're, we're done. Right, which I don't, I don't think is a is a crazy notion because the Yankees are, in my mind, in big, big trouble. So you can go in that direction. You can go in the we're fine. We've lost two games. They were hotly contested. It was a two-run loss and a one-run loss. The bats haven't even done anything yet, and now we have our best pitcher and second best pitchers on the mound. We're gonna we're gonna figure this thing out. Or you can be the other way and just be like we're we're done. Right, we, we, we can't beat this team. They're better than us. They've been better than us. They've cheated to be better than us. Now they're not cheating, and they're still better than us, and we're not that great. I understand both sides of this right now. I do. Like, if you're the Yankees fan who says they're just better and they're going to find their way to beat us, I think that that's fair. But why not hold on to the ship that's in the process of going down until the very end? Right? Like, you've hit the iceberg. There's a, I guess there's a chance another ship comes along and saves you. And you'll have plenty of time. I guess my point would be optimistic until you shouldn't be optimistic. Right? I think it's fair to say they're better. And I think it's fair to say you can still be optimistic until you shouldn't be. So maybe Cole goes out there and throws a gem tonight and the Yankees win. And Cortez tomorrow night throws a gem and the Yankees win. But at some point, at some point, they they need to score runs. And that's the thing that would frustrate me so much. It, I, I, whether it's tonight, whether it's tomorrow, like you're not going to win every game 3-1, 2-0, 2-1, At some point, you need to put a crooked number on the board. At some point, you need to put a, you know what, just a, a laugher. Why does every other team get those? Every other team gets these, these laughers. Where are the Yankees laughers? Nothing this postseason has been a laugher. The closest thing you've had is that game five against Cleveland. Last year was enough. So you haven't had a laugher. You played what? Five games, two games, seven games. You haven't had one game where you just, it, it was, you know, seventh inning. You're like, oh, this is stress-free. We have, we have an 8-1 lead. I, I, could, I could take my kids to soccer. I didn't have to watch this game. When does that happen? 1-800-919-3776. Luke? in Connecticut. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Dave. Uh, you're the smartest radio host 
on ESPN, so this is the perfect person to ask this. All right. Uh, why do why do analytics like focus on the home run? It's the hardest thing to do in sports. I mean, Oakland started this, and they lost to the best team, you know, ever, the Yankees, who no one on the team hit more than thirty home runs. Like, why is it? So home run focus. Well, Luke, let, let me ask you this: Why why did Oakland start this? Oakland started well, this yeah. because they were not on the same playing field as other teams, right? I understand. Yeah, right. That's my but, like they, they didn't have the they didn't have the money, and they needed to figure out a, a new way that they could actually go ahead and and win games against teams that were more talented than them. And I I don't know, man. I feel I I tend to agree with you. I feel like. I think analytics plays a role, but I think that certain teams take it way, way too far, and I think the Yankees are one of those teams. Yeah, and Oakland, it didn't work for them. They didn't win. Yeah, they got to the playoffs, but they didn't win a championship, and then everybody adopted it. It it makes no sense. Uh, I I think that what we've seen is – but look at Cleveland. Cleveland can't, and thanks for the call, Cleveland can't hit a, a home run to save their lives. That's not the way you win either. I think what you need is kind of the, the perfect balance of guys that can hit for average and power. The problem is even like even that guy who's Aaron Judge is not producing in this postseason. Like Stanton is a home run or bust kind of guy, right? Rizzo's a home run or bust kind of guy. But the guy that you count on, a, a guy like... You know, we sit here and we talk about Aaron Judge. He's He's been underwhelming. Now, this is a pathetic tweet, and I want to read it to you. I've made no positive mention of the Mets today. Right? Is that fair? No positive. The only thing I said is that Atlanta is better than the Mets. But Robert T. Washington says the Yankees, the New York Yankees, have won 22-plus percent of all the World Series played. The Mets, not even 2%. How, how is that? remotely, remotely important to the conversation we're having right now. Are we talking about the 27 Yankees? You know what? I think the 27 Yankees would have a very good chance to win the series. I think the 96 Yankees would win the series. I think the 98 Yankees would win this series. Are they playing? Does that matter? What What is the Mets having won two World Series and the Yankees winning 22 World Series have to do, or 22% of the World Series, have anything to do with anything at all? Really? Does that does that make you feel better? Okay. You know what? You want to play that game? No, you know, I, I shouldn't do it, and I really don't want to do it. But the Yankees haven't, go, haven't gone to a World Series since 2009, right? The Mets have gone more recently than that. So does that mean the Mets are better? No, I'm not saying the Mets are better, but stop with this. The Yankees have done this. Is that what you are? Is, is uh, honestly just tell me is that is that what you are now? Is when you look at the Yankees, you say we got twenty seven. You know what that feels like to me? That feels like a bunch of machismo, where I know we're not what we should be now. So I'm going to throw out the twenty seven. It's irrelevant. It's absolutely does it? It matters what the nineteen twenty five Yankees have done. What they did a hundred years ago matters. To this incarnation of the Yankees, why? Why does that matter? Mitch in East Windsor. Mitch, you're next up on 98.7 ESPN. How's it going, Dave? Uh, uh, 
you look at the Houston lineup. I mean, they 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 uh, fleeced my Dodgers with Alvarez. Their lineup is, is is loaded. I mean, the Yankees got the best play in Aaron Judge, but I think their offense is going to take him. Uh, they don't have to cheat this time. I'm looking forward to a Houston and you know, my Padres beat the, my Dodgers, so I, I'm I'm pulling for I'm pulling for the Padres. But you think this is the last time we see Aaron Judge as a Yankee? No. Yeah, the Houston doesn't win it. You think uh, you can't say they're a dynasty? I don't think anybody has called Houston a dynasty. They have one world championship. So, no, that's not a dynasty. I, I would even push you and say even if they win this year, they're not a dynasty. They're, they are a terrific organization. They are there every yeah, single year. Players. But a, a dynasty – I mean, wh- wh- how do you define, Mitch, a dynasty? Well, if you if – you, well – I mean, really, well, I'm asking, I, 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 for, for me, I would think that a di- dynastic has to be you win, I don't know, four championships in six years, three championships about, in seven years, like something like that, no? How about two in five years? And, you, and you're a league championship now for the sixth year in a row. I, I They've mean, done it so quietly. All right, so, so were, the, the, were the Bills a dynasty in the, uh, in the late 80s, early 90s? Well, in AFC, yes, they were. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I think I think you need to win, Mitch. And thanks for the call. I think you need to win. Thank you. I think one championship. I think I think two championships in five years. I, it's impressive. You know, I, I think it's part of the we, we fall so in love with these terms. Great. This guy is great. This team is a dynasty. Two championships in five years. That's a dynasty. The Yankees of the late 90s, early 2000s. That was a dynasty. They won four championships in five years. They, they were a great team. They were a dynasty. I, I'm sorry. I don't look at this team and say it's a dynasty. Now, if Houston wins this year and next year and then in three years and they win three out of seven, uh, okay. But that's not where they are now. And it could, it could certainly change. But at the moment, I don't, I don't feel like we're there. JT Jersey. Good morning, JT. Hey, Dave. Uh, good morning. Uh, I just wanted to talk about the uh, – you touched on it earlier. Uh, you know, the, the lack of quality putting the bat on the ball. I mean, do these guys have any clue about what's going on, whether it's Donaldson, Trevino, even Cabrera? I mean, these guys are flailing around. Nobody puts the ball in play. And every, uh, do they not look at Volpe? What do you mean? Gets, to look, look to bring him up now? What's that again? To, to do what? To bring him up now? No, to, you know, these guys just the, the way Boone plays these guys. And who's their batting coach? You know, that they never put the bat on the ball. It's absolutely, you, you said it earlier, 30 strikeouts. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. Field. You're right. I mean, it is, it is nothing short of embarrassing that they have 30 strikeouts Thank in two games. You got you to be better. I, right? I Thanks totally for the call, agree, JT. But, and listen, I, I get it. Because you'll hear, well, Valdez is elite, and Verlander is one of the greats of all time. Fair. Fair. But I feel like when we talk Yankees, there's a, there's a lot of excuses when it comes to this team. I don't want excuse. I don't care if you strike out 27 times tonight. Win the game. Win the game. Put up some runs and win the game. Work long at-bats. Figure out a way to hit three-run homers. Yankees have two earned runs in this series so far. You are not going to win games like that. You know, all I heard from from Aaron Boone and Yankees fans, you know, if that roof 
was closed. We win that game. If Framber Valdez doesn't, I, I mean, have a play where he commits two errors on the same little dribbling play, that, that, then that, that's 3-2 is what that is there. So can we please stop? Houston, through two games, is the better team. 1-800-919-3776. We'll do one more segment on the Yankees for now. We'll get back to it later in the 11 o'clock hour. But if there's something you need to get off your chest, now would be the time. 1-800-919-3776. We'll do some Rothenberg at 1030. Frenzy 1115. Giants, Jets, and of course, more Yankees. 1-800-919-3776. ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Back to the Yankees we go. If you want to get involved, do it now because we will close business on the Yankees for a little bit uh, in about 15 minutes. 1-800-919-3776. And then we do Stump Rothenberg and we do the Frenzy and then we'll go back to the Yankees. So a very busy show till noon then it's Anita Marks from uh noon to three and then Gordon Damer gorgeous Gordon Damer from three to six thirty 1-800-919-3776 by the way if you're looking for the Yankees game today it's over on 1050 and that of course is first pitch at five o'clock which I love love it because now I can be done with the Yankees game by I don't know 8 30 oh now my like goodness that. yeah, that's right I can be done by by 8 30 and now I can hang oh, out with my yeah. family so it works out beautifully. Bill Jersey. Good morning, Bill. Hey, good morning. How are you? I just wanted to, you know, as a Yankee fan like you, die hard, you know, um, it kills me to lose to the Houston Astros. I mean, I, I, I hate them. But the one relevance is that now we know how all those Boston fans felt for years when they lost to the Yankees, you know? And it kind of yeah. gives you more empathy for those folks. It's well, I don't think Yankee fans have a lot of empathy for the Red Sox. And and secondly, you know, you look at the Yankees and you look at the Red Sox, and yes, for a long time the Yankees owned that rivalry. But for the last fifteen, eighteen years, Bill, I mean, the Red Sox yeah. have got gotten the best of the Yankees. Yeah, but for for well, I don't know what sixty years. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I mean, you're they right. They hated us, so you know, I, I think it's now you know shoes on the other foot, but but it's with 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 Houston, so. Anyway, you do a great job. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, enjoy Thanks for the call. You. I do. I do appreciate it. Here's the thing. Also, is that Yankee? They're not used to this. Like, if you are Joe Leo, how old are you? He's screening a call. All right, Harvey Cruz, how old are you? It's funny you mention. I turned twenty. I'm 26 now, but I turned 27 November 5th. November 5th. All right, so you're you're 26 years old. This is the only. I mean, well, you're you're almost too young for this exercise, but when you were a little little boy, like four, five, eight, ten, Yankees were just winning, winning away, weren't they? When I grew up, all I all I saw from Yankees and and fans was ticker tape parades, Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams, just wins after wins after wins. And it was it almost was like foreign when when they lost to the Diamondbacks in '01. Well, that's my point. Is that now the they, they lose in '01, then they they finally win. I mean, the Yankees have won, and and I know this is not there's nothing embarrassing about it for any team, but the Yankees they have won World Championships since 2001. One 
So you're looking at 20-plus years with one title. For the Yankees fan, that's, that's like uncharted territory. That's, that's very strange is what that is. And let's be fair. I, I don't think anybody's overly optimistic right now. And I, I know we're not to next year yet, but I don't think anybody's sitting here saying, well, if we don't get it this year, next year we will. Right? I mean, I think you look at next year and you say, and we don't know what's going to happen with Judge and free agency and trades and, every, and what's Volpe going to be and is Peraza going to be your starting shortstop. Like, there's a lot of things, but I, I don't think there's many people that look at this and say, don't worry, this thing is going to play out beautifully, and if we don't win this year, we win next year. Because what changes? That, that would be my thing. Like, what's going to change? The Yankees seem very stubborn, and this is the way we're going to go about our business and it, it kind of doesn't feel like it's working. In fact, forget about kind of doesn't feel like. It's not working. Right? It's, it's, it's just, I'm sorry. It's not working. It works in the regular season. It works to get you to the postseason. But ultimately, does it work to, to claim a championship? No. It used to work. It worked in 96. It worked in 98. It worked in 99. It worked in 2000. And they went to the World Series. They went to the World Series and probably should have won it in 2001. Like they get the the funny thing about that World Series is you have these memories 2001 of oh my god how did they not win? They got dominated in that World Series. The games they lost they lost by a million. The games they won were like heroic. So you have this thought of how did how did we lose 2001? You were dominated in 2001, but still you were there and you were right there to win to cut the cut the nets down right. And since then. It's different. It's very different. Yankees actually put a budget on things. It's not George Steinbrenner. It's like, well, we didn't win. Go out and spend money on this and this and that and this. It's very different. Brian and Milburn. Good morning, Brian. You're on 98.7. Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm a huge fan. I do agree with you. Michael Kay was saying, like, this week, like, you know, who are making these decisions? Boone is the face of the decisions made in this organization. But who really, if he's doing like a joint, uh, uh, I guess, going to the table with them and figuring things out, they all sitting down, who will make any decisions? Like you said about Mariancho and, uh, and LeMayu. Like, why they couldn't play if y'all feel that way? Like, what's going yeah, I, on? I don't, I don't understand why, why we're tipped off to, looks like uh, Marinaccio is going to be back. It looks like LeMayu is going to be back. And then they come out with the postseason roster for the series, and, and neither guy is there. It feels like there's kind of some misinformation being sent. I don't understand, Dave. I just know that we're not putting the ball in play. We're not adjusting. I don't understand how he kept doing first pitch strikes and got not going to second inning or third inning. Like, okay, look, y'all, he's doing first pitch strikes, putting up with the curveball. Let's just try to get like hit the ball early in the count. Like, they're not adjusting. Where's the batting coach? They too much on analytics. It's crazy. It, listen, you're not hitting home runs, and you're striking out a bundle. And thanks for the call, Brian. And it's a problem. It is a major problem and needs to be remedied and needs to be remedied now. Now, you want to say that Verlander and Valdez are two of the best pitchers in the American League? Okay, fine. Well, you know what? Tonight you have that guy, and they don't. So no more two runs in, 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 in nine innings. No more we're barely able to scrape across anything on this team. Go out there and put runs on the board. Go out there. And, and Joe Leo said this to me earlier off the air. He said, you know, this is gonna, it's going to be tense at Yankee Stadium. Of course it's going to be tense. It should be tense. Your team has no wiggle room. You have no margin for error. You went about game one like it was a regular season game. 
And game two, you couldn't touch the baseball. And then you came up with your excuses. Go out there and put up runs. It's Christian Javier tonight on the mound. It's not Verlander. It's not Valdez. It's not, it's not DeGrom. Right? It's not, it's not one of the elite pitchers in baseball. It's Christian Javier, who's fine. But there's no reason you can't score four runs tonight, five runs tonight, which should be more than enough for Garrett Cole. All right, we've walked you right up to it. 1-800-919-3776. People love this segment. They can't get enough. It's called Stump Rothenberg. And maybe you're new. Somehow you're new. I've never heard this before. Tell me about it. You call with a question on anything. And Joe Leo, can we do singular questions? Not, I have a five-part question today, please. Is that possible? Uh, That's what I'm trying to do today. There, there have been a couple of calls that have come up. You know, I have six parts to this. No, I, we don't want six parts. We don't one. want four parts. We don't want nine parts. I know. I'm trying to It's not to the help. feud. I'm trying to help you out. This is not the family feud. Best ten answers on the board. No. This is Stump Rothenberg. I have a question with one answer. So wherever you want to go. You want to go history. You want to go movies. You want to go whatever. Traditions in, in American culture. Wherever you want to go. Presidents, geography, sports, 1-800-919-3776. Stump Rothenberg, it's here next, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He knows sports. I'm intrigued by a lot of guys. And he's very humble. I go away, this show dies. So now it's time to see if you can stump Rothenberg. Is the DS4 or 7, by the way? And away we go. Stump Rothenberg, 98.7 ESPN. And it's brought to you by Cooper Tire. And it's so popular, there's a second sponsor. And that second sponsor, the greatness, the fine people. The wonderful craftsmanship at Slowman's. Away we go. All right, Joe Leo, what do you have record-wise this year, Stump Rothenberg? So the record as it stands is 360 and 72. All right, so now here, here's where we are. If these questions are, are subpar today, there's only one person to blame. Is that fair? Yes, that's fair. It would be me. You find that these are going to be good questions, Yes. I have hopes, but I don't know if those hopes are going to be met. Oh, that's not optimistic. All right, here we go. John in the car. John, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, what's up? What's up, John? So, all right, this was a Fakakta three-team list, but it's down to one. One, oh, singular answer. One answer. Correct. So, So, you know how football, college football, there's FBS, FCS. Correct? Yeah. Yes? Yeah, it used to be so, division 1A one, one and 1AA, and correct. Right. So there were, until recently, three FBS teams to have never played an FCS team. Now, two of those three have recently scheduled an FCS team, leaving one left. So I could give you the two of the three as a hint if you need it, but who is the one remaining to have never scheduled an FCS team in college football? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna have no idea. That's in the history of the program. So Notre Dame and UCLA 
are the two that have recently scheduled FCS, and there is one team that remains to have never to have never done that and does not have that on the table. Oof. So this is going to be obviously a, a very popular, big-time program. Uh, Correct. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to say the University of Washington. Okay, it is incorrect. That is USC. All right. Well, there, there you have it. Joe Leo, put, put that man on hold for round two. Joe, you, you look at that as, a, as an elite question. I mean, all right. That's 0-1. Here's the thing. This is my definition of what's a really good question. If you hear the question and you can't wait to ask someone else that very question when you're at the office next time. Like, you have your buddy at the office, he's a trivia guru, and you say, I can't wait to ask you that. Uh, maybe it's me. I don't, I don't think that falls in that purview. But that's just me. Let's go to Alex in Allentown. Alex, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, good morning, Dave. How are you? Good morning, Alex. All right. Who is the only American athlete to win five gold medals at a single Winter Olympics? So I'm, is, it, is it Eric Hyden? Um, is it Phil Mayer? I think it might be Hayden. I think it's uh, who's he's actually a a, a a surgeon now. He's a he's a doctor and an orthopedic surgeon. I think it's the 1980 Winter Olympics in Lake Placid. Eric Hayden, final answer. Dang, you nailed it. I really, I really did, didn't I? That's one and one. And I've talked to Eric Hyden. He's a lovely man. Let's go to Josh in New Jersey. Josh, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Shout out the company. The question for you is, what is the most frequently used mascot in the NCAA? Mm, you'd think maybe Bulldog. Eagle... Bulldog, lion, like it's got it's gotta be one of those, right? Um I'll go with Eagle. Dave, that is incorrect. They are the third most used mascot. The first most was your first thought of the Bulldog. Oh Alright. So now we're one and two. Put him on hold for round two. Let's go to Chris and Beth Page. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, Randy Johnson, as you remember, in 2001, won three games in the World Series. Yeah. But he did win one of them as a reliever, if you remember. Uh, who was the first starting pitcher to win three World Series games? He started them and won three. Who was the first guy to do that? It's got to be an old guy. Well, Bumgarner did it. I don't think it's him. Mickey Lolich, I think, did it in 68. The first one to ever do it? Not first ever, because back in the 1920s and 1910s, when they had nine-game World Series, there were guys that were leavers that came in and did it. But who was the first guy to start and win three World Series games? 
I think Christy and, Mathis And just so you know, just a hint is you're right about Lola. Do you know what I mean? But that's not the answer. But yeah, he did how, do how it. about how about? I mean, I think Gibson did it the year prior in '67, and Lou Burdett might have done it in '57. But I don't know if that's did it all. It had to start the three games, right? Had to start them. Yep. And there's no way you're going back to like you're not going back to to the 1905. No, 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 right? no, no, no. All right. No. So I'm either Burdett or Gibson is going to be my answer. I'm going to go with Lou Burdett for Milwaukee in 1957. That is absolutely correct, Dave. Yes, yes! You see the, the wheels moving. Two and two. Luke in Connecticut. Luke, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Luke. Uh, I never cheered harder than when you got that, that uh, where Chris is college question last week. That was amazing, bro. Thank you. Uh, all right, my question. Cal Ripken, most consecutive games, yeah. broke Lou's record, Lou Garrett's record. Who did Lou Garrett break? So Gary did it in... So I think it's Everett Scott, but I'm thinking, is there anyone else it can possibly be? I think it's um. Everett Scott. Garrick did it from, Garrick was a 21 that ended, of course, in April of 39. I remember Steve Garvey had a ton, but obviously that's way after. I I think it's Everett Scott is the answer, but I feel 80% confident. Finally. Um, once, yeah, once again, your 80% hits. Yes. All right, so now now that's, that's sitting here at three and two. I feel much, much better. Dion in Queens. Dion, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Thanks for taking my question on the best radio segment in all of radio. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, my question is, who was the very first athlete to appear on a Wheaties box? Was it Bruce Jenner? It had to be before that. Because I think Luke Garrett was on the Wheaties box. Does it have to be a real athlete? That's your athlete? final answer? No, it's not yet. Does it have to be a real athlete? It could be a fictitious athlete. Real athlete. I think it's Gehrig. Final answer? No, because I'm not sure. I think Ralph Kiner was also. 
because it had to be later. That's what you're going with? I don't know. I'm thinking. Fine. Lou Gehrig, final answer. You are 100% correct, Dave. Yes! Look at that. What is that, Joe Leo? It's four and two? That is four and two. All right. Are you playing today? Yes, I do have a question later you on. Do, is it a decent question? I think so. All right. Go ahead. Four and two. You're up. There is only one manager to win over 900 games with two franchises and have over 2,000 career wins. Who is that manager? It's a baseball question. Yeah, thanks. Um, no no football manager over 900 wins? Well, Harvey asked what sport is that, so. Uh -huh. So over 2,000, so Sparky Anderson definitely has over 2,000. 900 wins with two franchises. I don't know that he had 900 with the with the Reds. He definitely had 900 with the uh, with the Tigers. Could be Dusty Baker. I don't think he's been there long enough. Actually, he's been in so many different places. Um, I don't even think did he get to 900 with the Giants? No, and he's definitely not 900. All right, so it's not Baker, but he's definitely over 2,000. This could take a minute. Connie Mack is over 3,000, but I don't I don't think he he only managed, well, I think he had managed what, the, the Pirates for just for a couple years and then the A's for like literally 50 years. Oh! I think it could be Tony La Russa. Tony La Russa. Right? He got to how many with uh over 900 with clearly with St. Louis over 900. And now he's back with the with the White Sox. I'm going to say What did he do with the A's? I mean, it's not Larusa cuz I don't think he's done it. This is a tricky question. No. Because Joe Torre's most of his wins are with with the Yankees. Right? He managed the Mets, but no. St. Louis? Did he get to over nine? I don't think he got to over 900 with St. Louis. No. Dodgers? No. It's not Bobby Cox. There's no way he got to over 900 with uh, Toronto, did he? No. I'm flummoxed by this question. Flummoxed in a good way or a bad way? Well, I don't think flummox is ever good. So it's got to be over 2,000 wins, period. Yes. So there's not that many managers that have over 2,000 wins. Connie Mack has the most, but he, it's not him. Correct. I don't think it's La Russa. There's no way you're going John McGraw, because I just don't see you as that guy. No, I'm not that guy. Who, who would give me John McGraw? Bobby Cox did not get over 900 with anybody outside of Atlanta. Torrey did not get it over 900 with anybody outside of the Yankees. Sparky Anderson, I thought it could be. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him on the back burner right now. 
But I don't think he got over 900 with, with the Reds because he wasn't there long enough. Joe McCarthy, but I don't... McCarthy was, was Yankees. It was Red Sox for a minute. I don't think it's Joe McCarthy. And it can't be Dusty Baker. Now, Don LaGreca is saying Bruce Bochy's texting that to me. Could it be Bruce Bochy? Because he's over 2,000. Maybe it is Bochy because he got to over 900 with... You know what? I bet you Don's right. This is not even me getting it right. Don, I'm, I'm, because I'm so honest. He was just hired yesterday by the Texas Rangers. I think Don's right. I think he got to over 900 with San Diego and San Francisco. An assist from Don LaGreca. Bruce Bochy, final answer. That is correct. Don How with the save. How about that? And that's all Don. That that wasn't even me at all. Thank you, Don. All right, 1-800-919-3776. What is that? That's five and two, I believe, right? Five and two, yeah. Yeah. All right. And with, with one big, like a Connor McDavid kind of helper from, from the great Donald LaGreca. 1-800-919-3776. We go round two and wrap up round one. It's Stump Rothenberg. More of it next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. All right, Rothenberg with you in the midst of Stump Rothenberg. And away we go, or continue, along. Five and two so far. A couple have gotten me. They hold on for round two. Joe Leo, the screening by you is not elite. Your question was very, very good, though. Thank you. Let, let's, I don't know that we've ever gone here. Let's go to Moose. I don't know. It's an actual Moose, or the man's name is Moose, in Alaska. Good morning, Moose, in Alaska. Good morning, Dave. How's it going? Uh, great. So my question is, who holds the record for the most personal fouls in NBA history? So it's obviously someone that's played forever. You think of a guy that fouls out. I mean, you think of a Daryl Dawkins. You think of a Bill Lambeer. You think of a, a – but Wilt never fouled out of a game. You think of Kareem. Kareem played forever. Carl Malone. Uh, Robert Parrish. Those are the names that come to mind. Uh, I, I don't think Kareem fouled out a lot either, but he played so long. I'm going to say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, most personal fouls in NBA history. Final answer. Well, what's your answer? You both, Kareem. You up. Kareem. Kareem, you're right. There you go. Oh! All right, Julia, that's six and two. That Moose is needs six, the best. That is six and two. All right, let's go down to Atlanta. Dave in Atlanta. Dave, you're on Stump Rothenberg. <laughs> Hello, good morning. My good question morning. is, what is the first line of dialogue in The Godfather? All right, I'll, I'll get this. Uh, so it's at Talia Shire's wedding. And it's different in the book. I think it's... Uh, Bonacera's seated in front of uh, Don Corleone. And I think the first line he says, I believe in America. Ding, ding, ding. You got yep. it. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> America made me my fortune. You're out, Tom. Right? And then what? Uh, like, I, I raised my daughter in America. 
uh, I taught her to never dishonor the family or something something to that extent. That's what have I ever done to make you treat me so disrespectfully? I mean, come on. The Godfather? All right, so what, what do we now, Julio? Seven and two? Seven and two. All right, so here's my question for you. Do we take this guy who has a comic book question, or do we go right to the, the round two of college questions? I would err on the side of going to college questions. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's on you. That's on you. All right, so for the daily double, and they better be good questions. John in the car attempting the daily double. John, have at it. All right, you had a 10-plus NBA year career and had time on the Knicks and the Nets, so I think it's fair. Eddie House. Arizona State. Correct. All right, we put him to the side. Thank you for playing. And now we go to Josh in Jersey. Josh, you're the last line of defense. Let's see, let's see if I can do it for the company. Charlie Batch. Charlie Batch went to school in Michigan. Now I just have to, to, to the quarterback, right, for the Lions and the Steelers? That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Uh, I think you went to Eastern Michigan University. I uh, didn't do it for the company. You got it, Dave. Oh! All right, there you have it. That is, what are we sitting here at, 9-2, and two, Joe Leo? 9-2. and two. All right. Five-pack. You have it ready to go? Harvey has the five-pack today. All right. You know what? You were so bad with the five-pack last week. You're asking me replacement players from, like, the 87 season. Harvey, you can't be worse than he was. I would hope not, but we shall try right now. It is all skill position players, as you mentioned. We will okay. start with Joe Jurevicius. Penn State. Number okay. one. Tampa Bay Buccaneer, New York Giants. Yes. All right. Let's go with Derek Ward. The running back? Yes, sir. He was a giant. Love him. Uh, he went to. I think he went to Fresno State. All right, sure. That's two and all there. We will all go right. to Roger Lewis, the wide receiver. Yes, sir. He was a giant, also. That's right. Caught a pass up against the Chiefs. He went to Bowling Green, I believe. Okay. Another wide receiver. Well, you go from Joe Jurevicius to Roger Lewis? We, we have a variety of spice with oh these wide receivers. Tavares King, another wide receiver. I mean, also with the Giants. Do I mean, what do you, what, 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 you, you should you, know. What, what, I, I do know, but what are you doing? This is Giants-related. It's a variety of spice. Giants, 5-1. and one. He went to Georgia. Okay, thank you very much. And another giant. No, Why who's, not? Who's this going to be? One of my favorites, Ron Dixon. Ron Dixon went to Lambooth College. All right. How about that, Dave? <laughs> Ron, Ron Dixon started out at, um, I forget what, maybe Tennessee, and then transferred into Lambooth. Number 86, the great Ron Dixon. All right, so where, where do we finish up, Joe Leo? I don't, need a, I don't need a tally. I just need where did we finish up today? 13 and 2. 13 and 2. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, and that's Stump Rothenberg, people, brought to you by Slowman's Low Price Home Heating Oil and 24-hour service. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL right now to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil with Slowman's. That's 1-866-OIL-DEAL. And Stump Rothenberg also brought to you by Cooper Tire for high-performing quality tires at very affordable prices. Come to Mavis for Cooper brand tires, and Mavis always provides best-in-class customer service. Visit Mavis at 
MavisTire.com. You'll give me the year-long tally when we return next the NFL. We'll get back to the baseball, I promise. The Giants and Jets, Little Knicks. We do a frenzy, very busy at 11 o'clock hour. Rothenberg with you right here on 9870 ESPN.